Welcome to episode 3 of Keeping Edinburgh. This time we are heading outside to some of Edinburgh's many community gardens and public parks. We are all about celebrating being outdoors at any time of year. We are Keeping Edinburgh Green. I believe that being outdoors makes me feel better. So, yes, yeah, just a, a beautiful place to be. Well, the place is beautiful. You know, you just, you come here and it's, it's a peaceful sort of haven. It's a commitment to be made to a garden, to be here regularly. That can help people choose on, on the day where they're not feeling so good. It can maybe help them to choose to come in and be part of something rather than not. We'll hear from not one, but two community garden projects. In different ways, they're doing amazing work, supporting mental and physical health, as well as connecting to the communities around them. We've cleared paths, we've watered the plants, and that actually gives food to the community when a harvest is ready. I like to come here because making fires and having hot chocolate, making food. Controlled fires, by the yeah, way. Yeah, controlled fires and just basically watering the plants. And later, we are going to slow right down to try out something called ecotherapy. We'll join a session taking place in the serenity of Sockton Park to the west of the city. And as a bonus, there will be a chance where you can get involved in an ecotherapy taster right here on this podcast. Listen out for that later. You might want to look for your own quiet green space to indulge in the full listening experience. I'd like you to just take a moment to really listen to what you can hear in the park today and perhaps even beyond the park. And that can be any, any sound, human sounds, nature sounds. Just be curious about what's out there right now. If you're new to Keeping Edinburgh, welcome. It's good to have you on board. My name is Gus Harrower. I'm a singer, songwriter and a musician. And this series is your What's On Guide, showcasing the many and various well-being boosting opportunities on offer here in Scotland's capital. Our aim is to help you and those around you to have more good days. Now, I reckon it's time we got our hands dirty. So that's a magnolia that we're just um, transplanting from a, from a garden over there to here. And I guess it's just a case of digging a hole deep enough to, to get it in here. This secluded spot is Red Hall Walled Garden near Craig Lockhart. It's a therapeutic horticultural project run by Sam H, Scotland's national mental health charity. My name's Eric. I've been coming to the Walled Garden for just over two years now. And I'm here four days a week, three half days and one full day. And I do anything and everything around the garden, you know, so cooking or preparing food this morning and digging a hole this afternoon you know but uh, and all things in between mowing sewing well the place is beautiful you know you just you come here and it's it's, it's a peaceful sort of haven you know. I'm Margaret and I started um, just before lockdown so that's three years I've been here and when I think back to then I can see how how beneficial it's been how, how much better I feel. It's been a steadying thing to sort of hang on to. I can easily find myself staying at home, not seeing anybody for days and days on end. But I know there's a limit to how long that can go on because I've got Red Hall to come to. And the, there's no 
there's no pressure here. It's accepted that we're here to feel better. The primary aim is not to push yourself, that actually the, the aim is to find out what makes you feel better. Hello, I'm Becky Chenery and I'm team leader at Red Hole Wall Garden. We grow vegetables, we grow fruit, we raise plants for sale as well, so we've got a small nursery. The garden serves as a mental health support project, very much about getting people outdoors, in nature, active, working together, learning skills, skills in horticulture, and hopefully feeling better for it. My name is Nick and I'm uh, cleaning tools. Yeah, there's quite a bit of weeding to do. I think we're stapling mypex on the raised beds this afternoon. It's kind of a felt uh, sort of material that you put over sort of beds to stop the weeds, you know, sort of growing too much. And um, I come two or three days a week, sort of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I've been coming for two years. And I've suffered, well, depression, like long-term depression for, well, a long time, 30 years. So yeah, I love coming here. It's a beautiful, beautiful space, nice people. And I've kind of realized, like I enjoy the physical work and just being outside and in nature and everything. We can tip it the edge. Better to have too much than not enough and try to stretch it around. Hey uh, Jeremy, this is Red Hall Garden and we're filling a wooden box with mypex and then soil. I think last time, if we staple it in the two corners and then you can go round underneath the edge. I've been coming here for 11 years. Yeah, it helps me. <laughs> it's a simple answer. Uh, I suppose the main features of Red Hall are basically you're doing work outside which is healthy. You're helping to maintain a space and an environment that helps people. So you're, it gives you a sense of I wouldn't quite say purpose, but not uselessness. There's lots of things I can look around, you know, I helped lay those bricks, I helped dig that up, I helped plant that. There's all kinds of bits and pieces where you see things you've been involved with, but it's, I don't know, it's deeper than that, it's richer than that. It's, you're involved with something you feel, I feel happy to be involved with. And it's social, like you have to interact with other people and for me, that's the main goal of, of mental health care is socialization. The main goal of recovery is socialization. Uh, so it does all those things. Uh, so it's amazing, it's an extraordinary place. There should be like a thousand places like this around Britain, but we don't live in that world, unfortunately. Red Hall's a place for people to come where they're with other people, they're outdoors and they're alongside each other working kind of contributing to something so we've got people who maybe have had to leave work because of stress and the garden is a place where they can keep up a routine and a sense of you know purpose we've got people who maybe have lifelong conditions that they're trying to manage and the garden is a place where they can sustain peer support and feel part of a community I suppose We've got people who maybe are carers 
and the garden is a place of respite for them, somewhere that they can come and do their own thing. We've got people who may be suffering depression and anxiety and the garden can be a place where they practice those things that keep them more well. They can have maybe a better day here than they might if they were certainly maybe on their own at home. It's the supported environment as well, so I've got a, a key worker who supports me. And on top of that, we grow stuff and we eat it, you know, that's, that's just the, the icing on the cake, I guess. Being outdoors makes me better, makes me feel better. So it's a motivating thing and, yes, yeah, just a, a beautiful place to be, to spend time. If you and Nick want to hold this open, and we'll try and roll it out a bit more and then we'll have to roll it out fully. It's just a, a tranquil environment and everybody's sort of supportive and, you know, caring and understanding, I guess. It's just the perfect setting, isn't it? You know, you've got everything. And, and it's so close to the centre of Edinburgh. And, you know, I think for me at the moment, if I didn't have this, then I'd be... I'm, I'm struggling quite a bit as it is. And without this, I wouldn't like to... Well, it, it would be very hard anyway, put it that way. So, yeah, it is kind of a, a lifeline, I guess. There we go. No, nope. not quite. <laughs> the last few threads. Oh, that's fine. Cool. So it's cut. One of these horrible phrases that you hear, which is true or has truth to it, is that idea that, like, if a plant's sick, you change its environment. Whereas when we treat people that are sick, we try and change them. And that doesn't always work, particularly with mental health problems. Changing environments changes people. Gardens are great, I suppose, because they kind of need you to, to be here and take care of them. You know, there's, there's a commitment to be made to a garden, you know, to maintain it and to be here regularly. You know, that, that can help people choose on, on the day where they're not feeling so good. It can maybe help them to choose to come in and be part of something rather than not. Or know that the next time they come in, you know, they'll be welcome and there'll be things to do and the garden's going to be better for their involvement, for them taking care of it. There's always another chance in the garden, I suppose. Yeah, it's a good place to come through, yeah, come through things not going as well as you might have hoped and know that you can give it another go and, and maybe it's okay, you know, it's okay to have these setbacks. To find out more about Red Hall and Sam H, Scotland's mental health charity, just take a look in the show notes for a link to their work. There are walled gardens and green spaces all over Edinburgh. Some, like Red Hall, have been well used for years and really add to people's lives and well-being. Others have more recently had new life breathed into them by local people, working hard to benefit the communities. One of those is where we're heading next, Gracemount Mansion, between Gilmerton and Birdie House. Plenty of water, don't be shy, a bit more, just give it a real, really drown it. There you go, there you go. Yeah, nice drink of that. That's good. When I got here the, this morning, I um, helped with the watering the plants and the flower beds and um, the stuff we've been doing all around though is, is trying to get the garden back up in shape since it's basically abandoned. 
local peoples would come in here and like spray paint stuff. The wall over there, although people listening to the podcast can't see it. Where I'm looking right now, there's graffiti on these brick walls. Some of the wall encasing the garden is is broken. My name's Richard and I help to coordinate the activities in the community garden. This is a, like a children's play area that we're developing for outdoor play and free play. And we're going to attempt to build a beach hedge or grow a beach hedge to enclose it. So this is the first of the saplings going in. We inherited this garden essentially. It was a derelict um, space which was being used pretty much as a dumping ground for mattresses, burnt out scooters. So it was a kind of an unloved space. And as, as a charity, we occupied this building, which you can't see, is behind us. We had an office there. We found the garden quite easily. And we thought, let's take it on. Let's turn it into a community garden. And we began tidying it up clearing it back, cutting things back. Then we approached the primary school, we approached different user groups. We said, look, we've got this space. What do you want to do with it? And the natural thing was to start growing vegetables. So we began to build the raised beds, create compost, plant seeds. And um, yeah, that was like seven years ago. And now we have a sort of thriving uh, community space. If the garden and the veg plots are helping people to understand how their food is grown, this is the other side of the coin. A kitchen on wheels to teach young people how to cook. It's called the Scran Van and it's parked up just out front, yards from the garden. There's veg to be prepared, I think is the first thing. Courgettes, carrots, celery, mushrooms, garlic and the biggest onions you've ever seen in your life. Looking great. Hi, my name is Ilsa. I work for the Scran Academy as their community food coordinator. On this project, I am taking the Scran van out and using it as a mobile kitchen, working with the young people in the Gracemount Community Garden to do kind of field-to-fork activities so that they can see the veg that they're growing grow all the way through and then be turned into something delicious to eat. Today we are making spag ball. So I would recommend cutting it in half and then cutting it so you get like little half moons. But if you want bigger pieces or smaller pieces, you decide how it is. Beautifully chopped onion. <laughs> so we are currently at the Gracemount Mansion and Community Garden. The Gracemount Mansion is currently being explored to be revived into a community centre and so and the project I'm working on is working in collaboration with the schools for kids who are not particularly enjoying school for a variety of reasons, sometimes about confidence, sometimes about generalised anxiety and they come to us one day a week and they learn how to cook, they learn gardening skills. So it's all about bringing the community together using food and growing. So you'll notice under here, I keep the bin, and it means that you can go straight like this, straight off in, and it makes far less mess. I encourage you to keep your workstation super clean as you go, because it will mean that you don't contaminate your chopped onion with dirty bits of the peel, okay? You do more than cook, you get lots of technically employability skills, so things yeah. like being able to follow procedures, yeah, learning about cross-contamination, safe cooking, that kind of thing. You're just about there. I think you're just about there on peeling yours. 
Right, so my top tip, see all these hairy bits? Pull mm. them off too, because otherwise you'll accidentally end up with dirty bits in your beautifully chopped onion. Several partner organisations have come together to improve and provide services from Gracemount Mansion Garden. They're also working to raise funds to renovate the mansion itself, which has fallen into disrepair. Gracemount Primary School is nearby. Children regularly pop over to visit the site. Like yesterday we had 55 primary school children in. This morning we've already had 25. They don't have to cross the road to get into the garden, they just come across a pavement, so it's literally in their... You know, it's almost in their playground. All that separates it is a, is a pavement. So all of a sudden, the children have got access to a green space. They've got access to a growing space. Some of their plants are, are doing pretty good just now. They grow seedlings in the classroom, come over, plant them, water them, look after them. This morning, they were harvesting strawberries. They get to do some really important sort of free play in the garden. They're out in the sun, they're out in the rain. So yeah, that's a pretty big asset to a primary school which is strapped for space, particularly green space. I used to have a lot of stress when I came here the first time. I was not really sure about it. And then as soon as I stayed for a couple of weeks and more weeks after that, I got used to it. We've, we've cleared paths, we've watered the plants, and that actually gives food to the community when a harvest is ready. I like to come here because making fires and having hot chocolate, making food. Controlled fires, by the yeah, way. Yeah, controlled fires. Making sure it's all nice. It makes my life better because I get to get better at socialising because I have a bit of social anxiety and stuff like that. And before I started doing all these projects, I had a really bad stutter, but as you can hear here, <laughs> stuttering is basically no as much as it was like way before I started this, like back in like, I think September or something like that. This is actually a good segue into why I come here. <laughs> I come here because I get to do some gardening and it gets me out and about and it's helped me with my social skills. And it also lets me get to see a community garden and place get back up and running. Although it may take a while, the process is going pretty good so far. Gracemount Mansion and Garden has come a long way since local people and groups started working to turn it into a thriving and bustling community outdoor space. And there are also big plans and ambitions for much more activity there soon. As with all of the projects we feature in Keeping Edinburgh, you'll find links and contacts for Gracemount Mansion in the show notes. Next, we are heading to Sockton Park as we join in with a session of ecotherapy. I would like you to um, find a, a tree in the park that you haven't spent time with before. Stephen McCabe is an ecotherapy specialist. He runs these sessions for the charity Health All Round that's based in the west of Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got well. pens as well, yeah. So, uh, yeah. there you go. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Just get to know it with your senses. Just actually pay attention, like how does it, how does the bark feel, you know? How does it look up close from afar? Is there a scent, you know? Just really get to know its shape, everything you can, and then sort of delve into your perception of the tree. So the, the next few points are, um, use your imagination, you know? 
see if the tree reminds you of any old stories, you know, perhaps from childhood. Anything as wild as you like from fairies, dragons, whatever. Just, just all of these things that we have in our culture, like stay with us, you know. So I think it's always interesting just to play with your imagination, see if something comes up or if you want to create some bizarre character that this tree reminds you of. Just play, play around, scribble something down. And then finally, I'd like you to give your tree a name. I'd like us to introduce our tree to each other at, at the end. Stephen sends group members off to different corners of the park each with a notebook and a pen, to meet and spend time with a tree. It's half past now, so if we could meet back here in like 15 minutes at quarter two, is that okay? Ecotherapy is the act of connecting with nature, connecting deeply with nature. I should say reconnecting with nature. As humans, we've really lost that connection and we, we see that in the state of the world, you know, with climate change and, and, and the, the mess that we're in. But I think it's also having a huge impact on people's mental health as well. And ecotherapy really recognises that as human beings, we, we need nature, not, not just to keep us alive, but actually to feel good, to feel happy, you know, to, to feel like we belong when we step outside the front door and that, you know, we're not stepping into something big and scary, but actually, you know, we're stepping into somewhere that, that, that's beautiful and that, you know, we're a part of. And so ecotherapy does, it has been proven to help with anxiety and depression. The sessions are free to attend. Anyone can come along. You don't need a particular diagnosis or to be referred by a doctor or professional. There's also no regular commitment. You know, I don't, I don't like to talk about nature as if it's like a pill that we're going to take, you know. I think it, it's, it's important that we do it because we want to and because it's joyful and, you know, and it's really important. So um, what we do here with the, this group that I, I run through the charity Health All Round every Monday is we meet for an hour and we, we spend a really simple straightforward hour paying attention to the green spaces that we're in it's a self-referral process if you're in, if you live in the the west of the city um so health all round is based in the gorgi del rai area but we uh, we also accept referrals from the sort of the the wider uh, west of the city as, as well um you just get in touch just you know call health all round or you can drop me an email, that's stephen with a ph at healthallround.org.uk and we'll sign you up. So, so what happens is, I, you know, you, people can come as little or as often as they like. So, you know, we've got people who come every week and we've got people who might come along like once a year, you know, they might just find that they're having a, a, a you know, difficult few weeks and they know that getting out in, in, and connecting with nature is going to be good for them. So it's a really relaxed approach to membership. You sign up and then I just give you a nudge each week and let you know, OK, we're going to be in Stockton Park or we're going to be uh, in North Merkiston Cemetery or wherever it is that we go. The 15 minutes for the exercise are up. Stephen brings the group back together so they can share and hear more about each other's chosen trees. All right, folks, um, are you happy to share your tree with other folks yeah this is the tree the oh. tree <laughs> okay this is this is an interesting one i've described it as a safe haven of peace Lovely. which is a bit of a long name but that's because i've got right in here oh, great. 
and then you can be really close and you can feel their branches better and see all the shapes but also you're very sheltered and it's actually comfortable you could actually sit I was actually very comfortable here because <laughs> you're sheltered so I like that you got all the way in there as well yeah, because otherwise you miss this you see on the back I've got all these little funny I'm not even sure what these are gnarled gnarly bits um, but they give it some character and then you've got all these lovely I just love the way it goes off in all these different directions that's what I like about it this is my tree oh wow because it stood out because it looks really majestic to me mm. and strong and sturdy and it's quite symmetrical and when I came up to it and I noticed the the bark on it it's all interesting it's all different it's knobbly it's gnarly and then you get some sweeping swirling bits I think it's that thing you know we've talked about before that probably no tree trunks are the same are they you never you like the water and the river are never the same this is you won't get another one like this yeah, yeah, yeah. And I notice round this side in one of the branches, there's like a little hole, a hollow in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I could imagine all the like the little bugs and things like that, whatever grow in this tree, just living in there and then just creeping out on a night yeah. and going and feeding. So is that where your imagination went? Was that? Yeah. You know what? Part? What is living in there? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As I say, my, my imagine doesn't go as far as fairies and things like that, but I just think of all, you know, there's obviously little yeah, bugs living yeah. in there, maybe even birds will nest or a squirrel might be in there. The creatures that we have living in this park are, you know, the, 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 really when you look at a bird or a squirrel, you know, if they didn't yeah. exist and someone invented them in folklore, you would think that it was the strangest idea ever, you know. Yeah. Like, um, so I think to be curious about what, what is actually living in there is 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 equally as fascinating as mm. you know as, as as creating a story about it really. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much for that. Yeah. Towards the end, a couple of group members share with us why they attend the sessions with Stephen and what they get out of ecotherapy. I get peace. I get it's interesting. I'm learning. I feel I'm getting back in touch with nature. I think it's making me understand sometimes like the fragility of of life. You know, there's some lovely blossom trees and I just think one gust of wind and it's gone, but you can relate that to human beings and it's just like, let's enjoy things while they're there. I've been to the, down to Portobello and I can walk along the beach and I do very similar things. What can I see? What can I hear? What can I smell? And it just does give you that peace. Everywhere I go now, I'm looking out the car window, on the bus, on the train. I'd definitely recommend it to anybody. It just gives you that, an extra, expand the mind in a different way. Instead of maybe watching too much TV, you can come out here and do something else that's different, that expands your mind and makes you healthier. I didn't even pay them all to say that. <laughs> So we're nearly done, but there's just one last thing that you're definitely going to want to stick around for. We recorded in full the grounding session that Stephen always uses to kick off his ecotherapy sessions to play you as part of this episode. You're going to want to be listening in a quiet and still place, ideally with your headphones on. If you want to get yourself ready, that'll be right at the end of the episode. 
Thanks again to everyone we spoke to at Sam H, Red Hall Walled Garden and the Community Garden at Gracemount Mansion. Thanks also to Stephen from Health All Round and everyone we spoke to doing ecotherapy at Sockton Park. As ever, links and contact details for all three organisations from today's episode are in the show notes. They really do want to hear from you. Get in touch with them if you're interested in finding out more about what they offer. This podcast is all about connecting you up with the opportunities on offer in our brilliant capital city that might help you and people around you to have more good days. Thanks so much for listening and thanks to those of you who are sharing Keeping Edinburgh episodes and recommending us on social media and in conversation. It really, really helps us out when people tell their friends about us or rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. So go on, tell us what you think or even make suggestions for what you think we should cover in future episodes. Please also subscribe so that Keeping Edinburgh arrives automatically into your podcast feed. It will save you a few clicks and you won't miss an episode. So, we've been promising you one last special thing to finish off this episode. Headphones on, find yourself a quiet, peaceful spot. Over at Health All Round, Stephen McCabe. I'll just invite you to take a moment to close your eyes. Or you can just lower them to the grass if you prefer. I'd like you to just take a moment to pay attention to your breath. So as you breathe the air in and out of your nose, just notice the quality of the air, the temperature, whether it feels damp, dry, You might notice your stomach expand as you breathe it in and breathe it out. But just take a moment to just connect with the air. Maybe notice how it feels against your skin. How does your skin actually feel connecting with the air right now? something that we don't pay much attention to most of the time we just get on with our lives get on with our day and forget that we have a body that's connecting with nature in all sorts of incredible ways I'd like you to just take a moment to really listen to what you can hear in the park today and perhaps even beyond the park and that can be any any sounds human sounds nature sounds just be curious about what's out there right now
you might notice your attention has gone to a particular kind of sound, a particular thing that's happening. So I'll now invite you to just shift your attention slightly to another sound out there, something else that's happening around us. Perhaps just take a moment to notice how much life there actually is around us, outside of our own thoughts, outside of our own minds. It sometimes feels like we're wandering around and we're the centre of the universe and that can, that can be quite a heavy thing to carry with us. And just taking a moment just to notice the birds, the wind, the temperature of the air. can actually be a great relief. There's so much more. Perhaps just notice how it feels to stand here on the grass. Take a moment to appreciate that feeling of standing on the earth, the earth holding us. Perhaps even notice how the rain feels starting to drip onto us without judging it as good or bad or something you like or dislike. Just notice the feeling of water falling from the air into your skin. Whenever you're ready, you can just open your eyes or, or look up and, and look around and just invite you to take in whatever you're drawn to. Perhaps see if you can notice anything that maybe you didn't pay attention to before you closed your eyes. Anything all of a sudden jumps out at you. I think I need to do that every day. That was lovely. He must be the most chilled out guy. What a voice he's got as well. I want that voice to follow me around. I want that voice to be the voice in my head and to narrate things for me. Wow. Keeping Edinburgh is hosted by me, Gus Harrower. I also compose the music. The series is a bespoken media production for the Edinburgh Health and Social Care Partnership. Production on this episode is by Dave Howard, Patrick Wallace, Gavin Keogh and Cleo Comerford. Sound design is by Joel Cox. The concept was designed by Dr Linda Irvin Fitzpatrick, Cleo Comerford and partners from Evoc, Bespoken Media and NHS Scotland. Mm-hmm.